Our scripture this morning comes from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 10, verses 40 through 42. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 10, verses 40 through 42. And I'll be sharing this morning from the Amplified Version of the Scriptures. He who receives and welcomes you receives me. And he who receives me receives him who sent me. He who receives and welcomes a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous, honorable man because he is a righteous man will receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives to one of these little ones these who are humble in rank or influence, even a cup of cold water to drink, because he is my disciple. Truly I say to you, he will not lose his reward. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of God's word. Let us pray. Father God, as we hear these instructions from your Son, Lord, give us heart and ear and again our hands and feet to receive this word and to go and do likewise where we're sent. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. What a powerful and exciting message from our scriptures this morning. Matthew is remembering the instructions that Jesus gave when he and the other disciples were going to be sent out into the world. Matthew is speaking to his own community who are about to be sent out to share the good news. And so, in turn, I speak these same words to you this morning because you and I, as disciples of Christ, have been sent out to all the world. What an amazing calling we have. The ones who go on behalf of Jesus Christ to bring word and work to all of the world. It is the highest of calling. And that calling is a calling for each and every one of us. Not simply the ones who stand in our pulpits. When people receive the messenger of God, They are receiving God. When you are sent to do something or sent to get something, don't you normally need some instruction before you go? You have to be instructed exactly what to get. You have to be instructed where to go. 
Sometimes you have to be instructed as who to see. Today, there is a need for people to be instructed and sent. Sent out to gather the harvest that is once again ready, ready of people who are in need of the good news of Jesus Christ. You know, God has been with me from the very beginning of my faith journey right up until now. And throughout my journey, God has made possible some mighty impossible things. Things that no one else could orchestrate or demand or do, God has been able to do. And I trust where he leads me because of those things into a future today that is completely unknown. And that is not what some would call a blind faith. That is what I call an informed, tested faith. When you think about it, isn't your faith the same way? Isn't just a small part of your faith base those places where you have been witness to what God has done in your life and the things that God has put together for you that no one else could have done? In Jesus' day and in Matthew's day, the people that accepted Jesus, they realized that the Christian life was not just a one-way relationship with them and God. But it was also about their relationship with each other. The people of those times ate together and served together, and they learned together. It was their togetherness that others saw and were attracted to. And don't we know that truth here today? Even here at Red Ridge United Methodist Church, what is it that draws the people to this place? It's certainly not the preachers, because the preachers come and go. It's the people. It's the people. What a gift. What a calling. Being a witness of Jesus means that we have to love God like we've never loved him before. But we also have to love people like we've never loved them before. Just like at Pentecost, where more than 3,000 people came to faith, 
the Christians of those days were not left on their own. Nor are they left on their own today. They were welcomed into the fold, into a community, if you will. They met together as a group. They were bound together in fellowship, sent by God. Jesus sends his disciples to take part in the very thing that brought him to earth, his mission. His mission. And when people come into relationship with Jesus Christ, they come in knowing full well that they are walking shoulder to shoulder with Jesus in his mission. We share in those things of word and deed and the good news of the coming of the kingdom. But I wanted to ask you this morning, what does the word sent mean to you? S-E-N-T, sent. What does that word mean to you? When I first began dealing with my call to the ministry, I have to admit I was a little bit fearful because somewhere in my mind I had gotten the idea that if I said yes to God, that I would be sent immediately off to Africa <laughs> or parts unknown if you will. But let me just say, not everyone that is called is sent to be a, miss a missionary. I was sent to Gardendale, Alabama. I was sent to Coleman County. I was sent to Kennedy, Alabama, to North Fork, Alabama, to Steele, and now I have been sent here to Dayville, Alabama. Everyone who is baptized is sent out into the world, their world, their world, not only to tell, but to be the good news of Jesus Christ. All are sent out to bring Christ to others. Even though we may not have a specific calling to pack up our stuff, to sell the house, give away the dogs, take the kids to another country, we all have a calling to bear witness to God. We are not responsible to have all of the answers. We are not responsible for impressing others with our knowledge. We are not all responsible for preaching from a pulpit or to convince or convert or convict but simply 
to witness to what God is doing in our world. You and I must stand up and show the beauty of the gospel to those that are around us. We are charged with sharing how that gospel has changed us. And I truly believe that we will be accountable to God for doing that. As I was reading and studying our scripture for today, it, it really impacted me in a way that today, possibly more than any other time before, we are like those early disciples with no building to gather in. We too have to depend upon the hospitality of others as we spread God's word. We are dependent on God and each other. Between the pandemic and these verses of scripture, do we dare this morning, explore what it would be like for us as disciples to be truly sent out? To come to the realization that it really isn't about a building. It's about living among non-believers. Being vulnerable and willing to take risk for God's kingdom. Being sent out as sheep among wolves, as the scripture says. To talk about and to show others that Jesus truly is the hope of the world. God doesn't change and his wisdom and his power and his mercy and his grace are enough. So I encourage you to put your trust in him. Not a man or a woman or a church or a friend depends solely upon what God speaks to you. As you reach out to witness, to make disciples, to raise your children, to minister to your neighbors and your community, to help them base their faith in the power of God rather than the power of man. Now, I don't normally like to wander around in that country of what ifs because I've seen where that can get you in a whole lot of trouble and it takes you completely out of the reality that you live in. But I thought just for a moment this morning we'd do that for just a bit. So I want to ask you a question that I really want you to ponder and think about. What if there was no 
brick and mortar structure at 